doesn't matter what I say, Mike. You're going to write fucking shit every time. No, so it doesn't matter what you say. I, I wasn't even going to answer your question because you are such a weasel. It's not even funny. Next question. That's a hockey, you know. It's only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. What's up, beauties? Welcome to episode number 20 of season three. Make sure you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, or the full press coverage app available in your app store. Or check out our site while listening to the episode at hwhockey.net. Support for this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Fellas, Valentine's Day is upon us. Make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Two million men are already trusting Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Your girl can't think of what to get you this year? Tell her to get you the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has the advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Now, guys, I think we all got that in the mail. Do you have any stories from, you know, prior manscaping activities to where maybe you nicked yourself in the sack or maybe the base of your, you know, sazich? Maybe? Maybe? No, maybe. <laughs> I've done it, and it was not a pretty sight. And yes. I actually had to pull back on going any further with a female for fear <laughs> of having to explain myself. No more. I actually had to explain myself. <laughs> <laughs> I went all the way. I did. I was like, I don't think we can. She's like, why? And I'm like, because of this. <laughs> yes. Avoid these horror stories, fellas. Uh, it's also waterproof, which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink, especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow. I know what you guys were thinking. You sick fox. It says arrow. Uh, let's be real. We've smelled worse down there before. That's why I'm thankful for their crop preserver and crop reviver. I use those two things almost every day. And oh yeah, the one thing's got aloe in it, man. Yeah, amazing down there. Nice, soft, silky smooth balls. I mean, who doesn't love silky smooth balls, you know? So make sure you head over to Manscaped.com, guys. Use our code HW for 20% off at checkout and free shipping. That's Manscaped.com. Use HW at checkout for 20% off. Your balls will thank you. Now, let's get to some Flyers hockey. I'm Jim, joined as always by Cat. Uh, I'm going to delete Capo that. Taco. Cal. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in now, actually. Joined by Jack and Kyle. I was going to say both names at the same time. It was going to be Gile. I don't know what the hell it's going to say there. But anyway, you guys already know. It's, all, it's the same guys every week. We're here talking about the Flyers getting their ass whooped for the past almost two weeks now. How are we feeling, guys? It's like shit. I mean, that was embarrassing. Dude. I had people over cause for the fight, for the uh, McGregor fight. So we obviously watched the Flyers first, and that game was over within the first 10 minutes. Like, yeah. that was unbelievable. 
Like we, it was. Ugh. That's the least amount of Flyers hockey I've watched so far this year, and I was embarrassed. I had a temper tantrum in front of people, and I had to explain myself, and just what the fuck, man. Like, I just was so angry. Like, I'm so, so disappointed in this team right now. And it's funny. I, I did go down the rabbit hole why they are the way they are. And there are some explanations we'll, you know, most likely get into. But there's it's more than injuries. I'll say that. It's definitely more than injuries. How are you feeling I, about the team thus far, buddy old pal? I don't want to watch that kind of hockey ever again. Period. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to explain it. I had somebody over, and I'm trying to get him to be a hockey fan. Because he's, like, on the fence. And this is the game? Like, like, are you serious? Like, this is the game. That's how I felt the first time Kyle invited me to the suite. You know, and they got smoked by the stars. I was like, this is the game. He invites me, and I come, and it's, you know, <laughs> and this is what happens. Like, except for this, this with the Bruins was worse, because they never stood a chance. And this is after... They blew a lead the, uh, on Thursday. We were lucky they got a point at all because they were actually down in that third period. Did show some resolve and come back ultimately to have a pretty good overtime. But when it comes to the shootout, they're pretty much useless. And, yeah, they, they stood no chance there. But, I mean, they're still in fourth place. But I'm not so much worried about their record as I am what I've seen on the ice. And I don't see it getting any better. Excuse yeah, me. I you're already down frost. You're, yeah, you're down frost. You're down. How many times have we seen Carter Hart break his sick and throw it like that before? Like he is frustrated, and he's not the number one problem by far. Did he have a great game? God no. But there are so many other glaring issues, and it's just according, it's embarrassing. According to uh, Flyers Twitter and Facebook, Carter Hart sucks, and <laughs> everybody sucks. Just let's just get that straight right now. There's not a I mean, single player out of either of those games that you can go, you know, they had a pretty good game. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but not especially that last game, uh, that blowout, another blowout. Like it was kind of telling with Buffalo because they're not that good. Boston didn't seem that good, and then they do that. We lose, we drop both games. Like, come on, man. But what's really bothering me, their breakouts and their clearing opportunities and attempts are atrocious their forechecking their entries are ass their special teams as a whole is horrible and I, there was some pretty good stuff actually posted on twitter uh, i don't remember the name let me see if it's on here it's called andy and rano they're like these czech republic guys they did this really great um, tw- twitter thread and they broke a lot of stuff down and to just break it down essentially from last year when they were playing really well to this year they have, for whatever reason, when they were playing really well, they forechecked with the 1-2-2, two, two, and it seems that now they're doing the 2-1-2, two, two, and teams are just moving right through the neutral zone and getting easy entries where before we were forcing them to dump the puck and just retrieving it well. Now Flyers, if they have the puck in their own zone, they treat it like a live grenade. They cannot wait oh to get rid God. of it. Yeah, they just they, – it looks – it's Hag. He just – nobody's near him. It's dumped. He doesn't trust giving it to Gustafson. I mean, nor would I really. There's no confidence coming out of their zone. They used – and another part of this thread here is they would have multiple options coming out of the zone that you could see pictures I'm looking at right now where there's like four different options for the defender to go to it. But this year, there's maybe one. Most of it is chip it up the glass. Like it is, it is embarrassing. 
I don't know why they switched up what was working for them. I know they're down some guys, but it seems like they're playing everything super, super safe. And I said this before when they had – after the Buffalo series, they had played 12 periods. They looked good in about four of them. Now they've played, if you include overtime, 19 periods, and they've looked good in about four of them. Like, you know, it, it is embarrassing how bad they've been. Even when they've been in games or even won games, they don't look the better of the teams for the majority of the game. That's a massive problem. And with injuries mounting and frustration mounting, I, what do you what do you do? They, it's got to start with the coaching. They have to change up what they're doing because it doesn't work. I mean, it's also worth noting that that switch from 1-2-2 to 2-1-2 came in last year's playoffs. Some of the worst fucking hockey we watched them play. Yep, that is noted in this article as well. Very good point. Why the switch? I, I'm mind-boggled. I, I don't know why if something's working, you would change it. That, that makes no sense to me. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Like, hello? So I, I don't. I really don't know. Not just change it. Not just change it, but stick with it for so long. Yeah. Like, is it going to work? I don't know. Because it doesn't look is. like it. Yeah, it's clearly an issue, and it's clearly costing you. And you can't get it. People are all oh, the forward suck right now. Well, they don't really have many opportunities because they can't get the freaking puck out of their own zone. Like we have the depth. They're good. They can make things happen, but they can't get the puck in the opponent's zone. They can't get set up like the, the entire game is played either in the neutral zone or in our end. And, and yeah, well, it's amazing. We've we scored throwing, 20 goals at this point in the season. When we're just throwing the puck up, I mean, their forwards are just turning and coming back. So by the time our forwards get it, they're outnumbered in the neutral zone. What are they supposed to do with it other than dump it into the offensive zone? And then at that point, who the fuck is going in and crashing and getting it? Nobody. I haven't seen a actual check landed since the fucking Pittsburgh game. No, I mean, and they shouldn't play that way if they're not going to follow up. If you're dumping it in, but you're not going to crash and bang. Why? Why? You know, and it's and this is just getting the puck into their zone. We talk about the issues on our own end, the inept defensemen we have. I wanted to like post a picture of the Flyers' defensive core going into this Devil series, and it was literally going to be Proveroff and then five Andrew McDonalds because that's what it feels like right now. Like it is embarrassingly bad. Like it brings me back to the Hextall era. Like it, it was. We're, I just hate that we're not the best team going into these games when we really should be. Like, we were that good last year. What what happened? How do these coaches who all they do is review tape not be able to figure this out? They got Coast coming back. At least. Don't you feel It'll better about your now. defense now? Now, now that Ghost is back, back they'll change the whole system and – It'll work, and everybody will be like, it's because Ghost is back, and then they'll trade him because his value will be high. I see you, A.V. This is a Put plan. that tree that he doesn't grow on right at the blue line to, to stop somebody from entering the zone because this is stupid. It, it is like a feeding frenzy for these other teams when they look at this D. Like, it is ridiculous. That's what she said. I, that was bad. I heard, I heard it in the back of my head when I said <laughs> it, and I was like, wow. Do you understand how bad – the defense has to be for people to consider Shane Goss's bear an upgrade. Like, like I know, you know, ghost is a fan favorite and people want to see him play. Cause he had a couple good games at the end of last year, but like, let that just get through for a second. Do you know how bad the other four guys have to be for Shane Goss's bear to be an upgrade? 
The guy can't play defense. But we're looking forward to him coming back. That's how bad things are. I just don't get we, it. On t- tomorrow night, we're going to have two Shane Gosses Bears in the lineup. I don't know which one plays defense worse. Either one of the other ones really don't score all that much on offense. At least I haven't seen it in quite a while. Goss, the first game of the season, and that's about it. Ghost, what do you get back a year and a half, I guess. You know, And then what the main issue is is defense itself is still being completely neglected. Braun is one of the slowest players I've seen. Hag has reverted into a skittish defenseman that just does not know what to do with the puck, nor does he trust the guys he's out with. It is Provorov, a little bit of Sandheim, and nothing else. And you see that they're missing Couturier as well. Like They are so reliant on so many players. It's funny. I saw that that article reposted about not resigning Couturier, and I was like, why would you repost that now when they clearly missed the guy? <laughs> That just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, they Let's have talk to about that for a second because that's interesting. It's like okay, you know, Flyers Twitter's kind of exploded the last couple days, I think, and a lot of Shocker. yeah, a lot of what you're seeing is okay. Well, let's blow up the core because they're playing it like <laughs> yeah. absolute shit, and so I'm not saying they're at a crossroads yet with Couturier. Um, but if you're seeing how important one guy is to the rest of the team, I don't know. Is it? I think it boosts his stock even more for next year. Maybe if I'm the agent, I'm like, oh, dude, this team's shit without you. Like, if we were asking for eight, we better ask for nine or ten now. And it's like, do you want to pay Coots that? I don't know. Like, you have an you have an opportunity. And I'm not saying that like. We're only six games into the season. Let's blow it all up. Even though, like, it, you know, uh, after the loss, when was it, Saturday night? It was easy to say, yeah, Voracek, Giroux, JVR, they all got to go, blah, blah, blah. Like, blow it up now. If they were to do that, in my opinion, this would be the year to do it. In the 56-game season where you could, you know, do it quick, head into next year, 82-game season with a brand-new roster. If, is Coots one of the guys that goes? I don't know. Well, the only, the only thing is, I don't know if they could even move those salary cap numbers, especially with the flat cap. It's say if they really wanted to, two $8 million guys, how? Like, Coots is making you four. Take that? See, that's the thing. You would get a lot back for Sean Couturier. $4 yeah, million. Dollars, yeah. Uh, Selkie winning uh, uh, center. You would get a shit ton back for him. And. I'm not saying Couturier is injury prone because he's had some pretty freakish injuries and he's played through some tough injuries in the past. But 20, I think he's 28. I know, I I guess for hockey standards, maybe that's still young. I don't consider 28 to be young anymore. I think you're, you know, pretty much a grizzled vet at 28. Starting to get some, pick up some weird injuries. He's only making 4 million. He's under contract for another year. Love Coots. But this Flyers team, man, you're seeing it. They're not ready. They're just not where they need to be. And they're incomplete. So it's like, well, let's start looking forward to the 82-game season next year if we're not going to be able to do it in 56 this year. You know, That's kind of where I'm like, well, they're at a crossroads. It's time to move on or it's going to be the same slot. I'm not at the blow-it-up point yet. I'm going to give them a little time to try to right the ship. You know, this is where I think coaching's key here. Um, they need to change some shit up. I'm hoping that the penalty kill and the power play come back around. Maybe that's more of a person personnel thing, but they can fix their five on five play. 
they can fix their zone exits and entries and neutral zone play. And it all starts with going back to what worked for you when you were a stud team. Um, I think th- I think that'll have a trickle down effect over the entire team, and I think they'll improve. Um, they also have to like when they start getting down in games, not be stupid. Uh, I know Voracek felt he was like hit pretty badly, but upon seeing the replay, it didn't look all that bad for me to be down two to one and to take a stupid penalty like he did. Pretty sure Boston scored on that power play, helped that game go out of out of control pretty quick. And it's like they can't be doing dumb shit like that, and they need to. I mean, that was a piss poor effort the other night as well. I mean, we have seen the best of this team and what they're capable of, and that's at playing a system that doesn't necessarily work for them. So if we can figure things out, much like we did last year, they were very much a 500 team at the start of last year until they hit their stride. So if they can figure some stuff out, I think somehow Fletcher's got to do something with the defense, though. I don't know how you do it, but he's got to look. He's got to look into it earlier than what we anticipated. And, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I don't know if you want to move Couturier because you're seeing how much they need the guy. Like he goes down and the team completely flip-flopped and he was the, one of the first ones to go. So, I mean, they yeah, rely on him more than we realize. I wouldn't say they completely <clears throat> flip-flopped because, I mean, even though they won the two Pittsburgh games, there was times where we were watching like, what the fuck? It, what team is this? Well, that's yeah. when they started to lose. I mean, the, the after the Pittsburgh, they – lose 6-1 to Buffalo and it's not all Couturier obviously but like I think he's a big part I think they rely on him more than we realize and if one thing that fell off that has been good for the last three years is the penalty kill and he's a massive part of the penalty kill and I think some of this stuff goes underrated and I know I agree 28 in today's NHL isn't exactly young it's a young man's game these are kids they come right in and they're studs immediately so I agree with you in that regard at the same time if he costs nine ten million dollars that's uh, that's a lot but for seven or eight and, you know, maybe JVR gets taken to Seattle or something like that. I, I do what I can to keep Couturier. I can't imagine it's like an eight-year deal, but we'll see. who knows? We'll see. Um, I think he's important to the core of the team and the young kids coming up. I don't think I'm ready to completely turn it over to guys like Hayes and Farabee and nobody else really, like no Drew or Voracek. I think that'd be, that'd be tough. Um, it should be a gradual uh, passing of the torch. Um but yeah, it's so early to you know to push, push. I'm not ready to push the panic button. I'm I'm hovering my finger over it. I think I want to see them do something, be reactionary about it. Got to give them a chance. But for me, I'm looking at AV. He's the first guy I'm looking at right now. I see a glaring issue that has been shown to all of us from what they did when it worked and what they're doing now when it doesn't work. It's a simple fix. At the very least, try it. So if if I see that and it still doesn't work, then we'll talk players. But Right now, this is a coaching move that needs to be made. I think for me, we've seen these same players for how long, and we have the coach that we want. If he wants to play 2-1-2, either play the fucking 2-1-2 the way it's supposed to be played or bring in new players. These guys can't play it. If they can't pick it up in the next five, ten games, the coach wants to play 2-1-2. Go get guys that want to play that. Go get guys that can play it. Right now, I think a lot of I – mean, uh, for me, a lot of the blame right now is on Fletcher for not getting a Vino an adequate lineup. The guy wants to play a defensive-minded lineup, and you go out and get him Eric fucking Gustafson. Maybe – I guess for the power play, right? But for, I think I read earlier he's going to be – I thought I read that he's going to be sat uh, tomorrow night for Ghost. So we're seven games in. You're sitting a guy already. So – with somebody the injuries a, we have. <laughs> somebody made a mistake. Yeah, you're paying this guy $3 bucks. played in six games, 
horribly bad, pitifully bad. Now he's sitting on the bench. There's somebody made a mistake, and it needs to be corrected. And I understand. I understand. I get what you're saying about the coach 100%. Like if something was working, why did you why did you change it? Number one. Number two. I, you know, I feel how I feel. If he wants to play two one two, Elaine Vigneault's been the how many Stanley Cups was it two? Couple mm-hmm. Presidents trophies. We know his track record. The guys that have been here the longest, I'm looking at right now, and it's easy to look at these guys. I know it is, but I'm so tired of Jake Voracek. I really am. And that whole Sealski thing didn't help his cause for me at all. Uh, you mentioned he took a bad penalty. This guy's supposed to be one of the the top guys in the locker room, one of the leaders in the locker room. And I got to tell you, I got to be honest. Maybe it says more about the kind of guy I am. If I'm in that locker room and Jake Voracek is one of the voices in there, I can't take him serious. I think he's a punk. I really do. And I'm not sure how motivated Jake Voracek would get me to play or how much advice that I would take from him because he's a loser. Hasn't won shit. Cool. 700 assists. How many games are you playing, dude? I mean, I just don't like the guy. And the more I see him, the more he talks, the less and less I like him. And I'm trying to like him. Because all you hear is he's a good guy off the ice. He does this, does that. Also, maybe he is. But everything he does annoys the piss out of me. And he's going to be here for, what, five more years? Everybody wants JVR gone. I I hope for some reason, for whatever reason, because I don't know why a team like the Kraken would want to take on a player like Jake Voracek for five years at whatever the hell he's making. I hope that they take Jake Voracek. Do us the favor, please, because this guy's a joke. Kyle, I'll let you respond to that <laughs> Voracek rant. I, don't even, I mean, that was a hell of a rant, but I don't know if I really want to get rid of Jake Voracek at this point in time. He's <clears throat> Start over. He's running, he... Yeah, but you can't just start over. Like, you're in a flat cap era. You can't just start over. Okay, if the cap went up by, fuck, $5 million bucks this year, yeah, I could see a contract like that being moved. Easy. But yeah, with this flat cap, I mean, your hands are are so freaking tied trying to revamp your team. Like the quick rebuild, the the fast turnaround rebuild, it's just not there anymore. Because in order to get rid of a contract, you have to take a crappy contract back or eat a bunch of that player's contract in order to get rid of them to begin with. Like, what are you really supposed to do here? I hope and yeah, pray kind of that Seattle takes them. That's it. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree with you. And like, I mean, it's easier said than done. You're right. It is. And it, I get what you're saying. He Vorchek for as funny as he can be, lighthearted when they're winning, when they're losing, he's a he's a prickly kind of crybaby at times. And he's you know he for a, uh, a leader, he's got to have more composure than that. You know, you, you, how can you look up to a guy when shit starts going wrong and he's taking dumb penalties and saying dumb things and going off on reporters? That was after a win, by the way. And it just, I don't know, it, it kind of took away from uh, TK's hat trick. Instead of them asking about your first career hat trick, they're asking Voracek, uh, you know, hey, wh- what was that all about? I can't believe you just said that. And it's like, you know, kind of took the, yeah. the shine off of uh, TK. I mean, that's, Jack, that's, that's a great point, but, dude. That's a great point. No, and you're right. A leader would think that way. You're asking me this. Why don't you ask this guy about his first career hat trick? Do you know what I mean? He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to go through the negative shit that he chooses to go through. He could just deflect. The guy sitting to my right scored three goals tonight. Why don't you ask him about that? Right. And now, 
what he did, nobody will remember because he, he created something positive out of it. Instead, I think I think Jake Voracek's selfish. I don't think he's a guy. I, I don't think he's a guy that I would want as a leader on my hockey club. He's inconsistent play-wise. Uh, I just it was a mistake signing him to the contract that they signed him. And I know this is all hindsight now, blah blah blah. But he's really holding this team back a little bit, I believe. And you know, you saw Hart, uh, Carter Hart flip out. And I know you guys want to talk about that a little bit, but if I'm a vet on the team, no matter how bad we, we played, somebody had to have gone and had to talk with them after that. That, And I know we'd like to see emotion, blah, blah, blah. But if you're a leader on the team, Carter, I don't care how bad things are. You can't do that. You can't let people see that shit. You know, Why not? That, to me, to me, that's what I want from a leader. Why not? Because it looks stupid. The whole the whole league's making fun of him. I thought he looked immature i thought he looked stupid if you're he's angry he's a fucking kid he's a yeah. kid and he's an angry kid i i, I like react. that shit. i still break my stick over the bench from time to time <laughs> yeah i think someone needed to have a talk with him in the locker room after the game and say yo dude you, you can't be doing that stuff we get it we're not playing well but that's not that's not what we do i think I you think need leaders like that to jim's point vorchak's not going to be that guy to talk to him no you know? In my opinion, Carter Hart and his mind felt it was okay because of the leadership on that team to get it to do that shit. Like it should have been in his mind. I can't act a fool because the whole league is going to make fun of us. They're already laughing. Now here I am smashing my stick like a fucking five year old. I don't like to see that stuff. You're supposed to be the stud goalie. I don't know. Someone needed to have a talk with him. I hope somebody did. I mean, I agree with a different opinion on that. I agree with Kyle in the sense that he's a kid, but I also agree with Jim that – I mean maybe maybe uh, Drew may, maybe would have – I don't know. I really can't say. Uh, I don't know who's the voice back there right now, but like you alluded to, if, if Warcheck's the one telling me to take it easy, I'm kind of like, dude, like you were like that the whole game, like when yeah. it mattered. Like one of the goals went in because you took a really stupid penalty when we were already losing. You know, like yeah, you can't be doing – I mean nobody's perfect, but at the same time – when you're the leader or a leader, they lean on you. You know, Provorov ain't doing that shit. I promise you, he's not. He's a professional through and through. Um, if you're, I get it though. He's heart's young, so that's gonna I think happen. As, I think as fans, we like to see it because it's like, okay, he cares. He's pissed off. Yeah. But like, if you're a teammate, it's like, yo, bro, I don't want to see that again, bro. I, I, like, we're we're all playing bad together. Like, I don't know. It just it doesn't. Nothing positive comes from what he did. The team's not going to say, oh, Carter broke his stick. We better play better. It doesn't happen. That, that, that's not how it works. So he just, yeah. he, to me, he just looks silly. Well, I mean, Hart knows that if he could literally make 50 saves, but if 51 goes in, Flyers Twitter is going to torch him. So that's what made him break the stick. He's like, I'm going to get killed for this one. And, yeah. you know, I can't save these teams anymore because they're going to continuously play bad and hang me out to dry. And uh, some of my magic's running out because this is just killing me now. I mean, I got Gustafson and Hag back here, for God's sakes. Anybody yeah. even seen Braun? Has he gotten back yet? Like, you for know, real. I mean, his frustration is completely setting in across the team, really. And uh, the calming influences, it's going to come from the top. And that's kind of why I lean towards the coach. This guy's probably been there. You know, he his first team he coached, I believe, was actually the Montreal Canadiens, and they were not very good. So he's been through some tough times. He should be able to weather the storm, figure things out, and get back to the winning ways. And I'm hoping that it's a little hiccup right now. It looks bad because when you consider the injuries and how little time we spend in the offensive zone, 
but I it, that's who I have to look to right now. You know, Giroux, who we say leads by example. Well, maybe he has to get you know verbal, or maybe he has to start leading by example. But I think the coach is going to be a calming influence as well. I've been okay with Drew's play. I didn't I didn't get to watch the entire game Saturday, but he's out there busting his ass. He's not the same guy anymore, but still working hard, you know. Um, I don't know. There's just so much missing right now from this team. It's so easy to get mad and say, blow it up. And, you know, I kind of wanted to get my little overreaction part out of there. But, like, look at this team. Like, I think you guys were – you hit the nail on the head with the breakouts and the clearings and the forwards playing with the defense. There's no synergy right now on the roster. I mean, you could clearly see it. They're getting their asses handed to them night in and night out. Somehow they've been in games. Somehow they're a game over 500. Uh, but you consider they're out Coots, which we've already mentioned. They're out Phil Myers, arguably their second-best defenseman. Uh, the guy who was supposed to come in and somewhat replace Coots, Morgan Frost, is out. Uh, they're down to their – they're using what? Their seventh or eighth D already in Friedman, who he was out for the one game they had – they were playing 5D. Uh, Shane Gossesberry is going is to make his way into the lineup. Uh, they're trotting out Nolan Patrick as a second or third line center, and there's no way he's 100% back into hockey shape yet. Uh, so he he's still kind of getting a pass. We're, at the same time, we're, we're frustrated because we want the team to play well. So I think as fans, we're in a really tough spot because we have to – give this team time but at the same time it's like they're not really close like how are they three two and one you know yeah i mean (laughs) those penguins games were key for us but it was also the first games of the season so we might have just gotten a little lucky i mean we were there offensively but maybe pittsburgh hadn't pulled together you see them now they they stole two from washington i believe they beat the rangers in a, a shootout at least went to overtime yeah. You know, so they're playing better. They were also down capping, and he's looked pretty good for them. Uh, they still got their issues on defense, but they're not falling to pieces like the Flyers are. You know, I mean, everybody's playing good in this division right now, except for maybe Buffalo and Philly. The uh, Rangers, too. But I, I, they got a lot of young guys. They're not even starting uh, D'Angelo because he's a little bitch. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean he is. He is. Like that. He those, stuck that in <laughs> I, he, he was not he takes a penalty that. and then takes another penalty because he's complaining about it so much. I mean, I'm glad the coach benched him. That's after they paid him too. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of the stuff we're complaining with right now with the Flyers, like you know, with Voracek and even Hart. I know he didn't get penalty for it. It's frustration, but you don't want it. that coach didn't want to see that shit. Yeah, it cost him in game, which probably made it worse. But you still don't want to see that shit. Um, and some of the those teams are struggling right now and. I know we're higher up in the standings, but I think it's because we got off to a, a hot start and we got lucky there. And we were lucky enough to play a team like Buffalo, who after we got shellacked, the Flyers kind of woke up. Then they played a real team like Boston. And now we're like, uh, you know, we're, thank God the Devils don't have Blackwood right now because they were, weren't looking too bad. One of my biggest issues with the Boston game, and it even stems back to the uh, Buffalo series, is is it just – it can't be just me who sees – like, they're just running us over. We touch the puck, and somebody's trying to knock somebody through the boards every time we touch the puck. And every single time, almost every single time, it's a turnover. And a lot of that's attributed to the weird system change that was pretty unexpected and the lack of preseason maybe. But what at, at what point – is it concerning that we're not even close to the playoffs and 
every other team seems to be in like a playoff mentality of we're taking the body on every single person that touches the puck and the flyers will skate up to them and they pass it and they're within striking distance of a legal hit and they just peel off and then they just kind of wander back and nobody ever hits anybody and nobody ever sticks up for anybody for Christ's sakes your best player one of Konechny gets cross-checked in the back of the head in front of the net nobody even said anything to anybody hey you know he shouldn't have been probably shouldn't have been there like that's not how that works the only person I seen with any little bit of heart was Friedman Boston would get around Carter Hart and whack maybe a one one little poke at, after the whistle, and Friedman's grabbing him by the face and shoving him down. And you know, but that that's not Friedman's job. Nope. Yeah, there's Where, nobody on this team that can do that. But that's does does that concern anybody right now? And I, and, you know, I get what, I get what you're saying. It's also a lack of confidence, particularly on the D. You know, like they don't do what they have, play how they normally play or should play because I feel like they're worried they're going to be they're going to fuck up and they end up doing it anyway. And it's like it, that is an issue. The lack of like I said, that was a piss poor effort the other night. Like they playoff hockey. We are so far from playoff hockey. It's stupid, you know, and it's just. But it seems as if everybody else is in a playoff mindset. Having started doing full circle and putting more emphasis on the teams in our division i see it like the islanders they may play a boring style of game but those guys work their asses off like they're always in position you know and even on offense you'll see like barzell and eberle like they're really clicking right now and you know what at the same time i've seen new jersey who's not supposed to be a good team jack hughes is really coming into his own and that team is like playing like some kind of west coast hockey all of a sudden and they're, they're looking like they're clicking they have their bad games they're not that good of a team they don't have the depth but they are trying you can see they're trying you know some other teams like buffalo they're a one-line team they're doing the best they can have an issue with their coach the goaltending's not there uh, a little issues on d outside of rest who i'd love right now with the flyers the rangers are a little young but you know boston's doing exactly what kyle was saying the Washington-Pittsburgh game the other night was like the game of the week. Like the team's got a five-on-three, and Casey DeSmiths flicks the puck up over the entire Washington power play unit and hits his own teammate on a breakaway. The Flyers ain't doing shit like that now. They're on a five-on-three. They're all standing in front of the goalie just waiting to see who it goes off of and goes in. Like it's just the difference in style of play – Effort, effort especially, and confidence are like my biggest things. I want to see AV change the style, obviously. I want to see more effort, and I want to see – and that effort's only going to come from the confidence they already don't have. And it, how do you invoke confidence in in this defense especially? Ghost? <laughs> That's funny. Like I, I, don't, I don't know where it's coming from unless – even when they get up in a game, it don't mean nothing. Look at that Boston game. They gave up two goals. It's such rapid succession. Like, I've never seen other teams give up a lead that fast. Leads, you know, two-goal leads, the worst lead in hockey, yada, yada. It doesn't happen in two minutes. You know, you don't go from 2-0 to 2-2. Like, it does not happen. And it, they manage to get the lead back, and then they give up two more goals. It's like I, when they strike against this defense and this team, it's like they step on our throats. And they just – they don't get one. They get three. And it's embarrassing. It's like, come on. And I, I don't know. I don't know how in the third period when you're protecting a lead like that, you fall to pieces and you don't show up. 
And it's not everybody, but it's most of the guys. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. In my opinion, it should have never been 2 nothing. They were lucky to be up 2 nothing, And then Boston tying, it almost felt inevitable. And we could blame it on me for lighting the Carter Hart candle, which I thought was appropriate. But I guess not. So unbeknownst to me, prayer candles are only used when you need something. Yeah, yeah, and you can't. Don't get greedy now. I was needing but, a shutout. That's why it was but, lit, but I guess you can't pray see, for that. And it's not that they gave up the lead because you're right. It did feel a little inevitable. It was, they were getting close, but they gave it up with like – they gave up four goals in the third period. Like yep. Jesus Christ. They were lucky enough to make it to overtime, honestly. And then Rask finally shut it down in OT. He looked great in overtime. Yeah, Lawton had a rare like – I don't want to say bad game, but off night for him, which is rare for him. Um so I, I don't know. And then another 6-1 loss. It's like, seriously? This is who we are? I thought we were past this. You know, I thought we left that with Hextall and Hackstall and McDonald. And instead, this is the puck in our zone. It's embarrassing. Yeah. So they're not really going to have that much time or they're not going to have any easy games coming up. I think, well, even before the Devils were playing this good, the, they gave the Flyers trouble last year. So they weren't necessarily W's penciled into the schedule. Give, and guess who had a particularly bad game in their 5 nothing loss when Kyle were there? Guess who had a bad game? Shane Gosses Bear had one of his worst games I've seen as a flyer. Absolute dog shit. And he'll be entering the lineup to play this team who is now better. Yeah, Although they, they are were, now they're playing well. They yeah, had Scott Wedgwood has not played a game in nearly three years. He has not started an angel game in nearly three three years. They're getting by with that. Like he gets the shutout. Shut <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. Yeah, they're playing good team hockey. Just shut out the Islanders, lost 4-1 the game before. Played a game against the Rangers, won 4-3. And they actually beat Boston 2-1 and only lost 3-2. The Flyers, uh, this is these aren't going to be an easy two games. I think before last week, I would say, yeah, three out of four points easily. Now it's like, well, just don't lose both, you know? Please. Uh, Please God, because then you got the uh, Islanders over the weekend. Yeah, things will so get real what, what ugly I say, real quick. Friday and Sunday, or Friday and Saturday, or Saturday and Sunday. I forget. But either way, it's like your whole weekend. And you're gonna if we we're hoping for a winning against New Jersey. You think we're gonna take two or take one from the Islanders? Oh, gee. This kid has potential to get out of control quick if they don't, you know, do something. And now, did I hear Patrick wasn't at, at wasn't at practice? Yeah. Did he uh, show yeah. up or? He's not at pra- he was not at practice today. They had said not it was a, a maintenance day. Up oh, there's the first one. I'm gonna start making a calendar. <sighs> yeah, so we'll see. I don't know if we want. I don't. I don't really want to give a prediction for the Flyers over the Devils. I mean, let's talk about. Let's try to talk about some bright spots here. Let's because there's so few. But if anything, there's the not. Fly- Jim, there's nothing. The Flyers what are the scoring fuck is some the goals. Right spot? 
<laughs> they're towards the top of the league in goals for their big free agent acquisition from last year. Yeah. Eight points in six games for Kevin Hayes. So getting some offensive production from Hayes. Jake Voracek, I think, is near the top of the league in assists right now with six and six games. That's positive. Travis Konechny, five goals in six games. We mentioned the hat trick. That's very good stuff. He actually, I think, looks decent so far this year. I say decent. He's got almost a goal per game. So that's good stuff from TK. Uh, JVR Wait, no, is doing we don't get the We don't get the cherry pick stats here. He had three in one game. Three in one game. If JVR had four in one game or three in one game, we wouldn't hear the end of how he only puts up points in spurts. Um, yeah, so three in one game, that would be three goals in six games. Still decent production. Uh, he did not score in the six, one beat down and he did not score in the other six, one beat down. So when the flyers lose six, one TK does not score basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying, you know, uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Cause anything positive about the this team is off Brian Elliott, I guess. Stuff, so <laughs> that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Elliott with a shutout. He will be starting tomorrow. He will be starting uh, the first game against the Devils. I wonder if he gets in there for the second one. Depends. How does he what do? Is that? Well, he what do you guys think? That's how Carter Hart's yeah. feeling, I guess. But, uh, you know, I'd still say, given the circumstances, Provorov's done the best he could <laughs> under under du- serious duress. <laughs> like, you know, dude, he's it, averaging it, it 25 minutes, there. 25 minutes a night right now, which I think is OK. Get him as much work as you can. But who knows? I mean, 56 game season. These guys should have a lot in the tank, right? You think I mean, their games are pretty close together in a bunch of preseason, but we'll see. Everybody's different. Our team's falling to pieces with injuries. Other teams seem to be going pretty strong. Depends. Yeah, I really just don't have that much positive things to say about the Flyers right now. So if, if anything no comes to you. mind for you guys, like feel free to chime in because I'm so trying to search for positive comes up, we'll be better. Yeah, at least let us watch some guys we like. I, ah, man, I think I even said it on Twitter. I think it was Saturday night. Uh, I was out for the game, so I didn't watch. Came home and. I'm just kind of stewing like in my thoughts because I was awake like by myself and I'm like, I hate this team. I hate this Flyers team so much. I, like they're, they're just a bunch of pussies. Like if you look at the team, like I get it like this, you know, uh, this team's constructed to score and they're supposed to be able to play defense. But I fucking hate this lineup. I hate this roster. And I know we've kind of joked all summer long like, ah, oh, Jim really doesn't like this team, but it's like kind of sunk in like the uh, at least like some of my worst fears like came to fruition like they're just unwatchable right now like so bad and this is supposed to be a team that's supposed to challenge for the top of the division and they're disgracefully bad they don't have any fight they just get their asses whooped and it's like okay well we play again in two nights like i don't know man like i hate watching their style of hockey it's not fun it's I don't know. I don't want to get uh, – I've been so negative already tonight, but they're just uh, – I wouldn't care if I missed the game tomorrow night. You know, it's just 
deflating. Like it's uninspiring. They're just blah. Like a, they're just a bunch of losers, a bunch of pussies just skating. They might as well play. For, they might as well go figure skating. Like for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I mean, seeing effortless hockey with no confidence. Yeah, and they're so prone to getting blown out. It's it's like. It's so night and day from last year's. I listen. I want a Niskin and back as more you know as anybody else, but it is that important. Like Jesus Christ, you can't you can't weather the storm. Like all teams have injuries. We're supposed to have a, not on defense, but a majority of depth better than other teams, and we fall to pieces like this. I've said that several times now, but I'm just I'm still like flabbergasted by the whole thing. How could we take a couple of injuries and to become one of the worst teams in the league over that span? Yes, small sample size, but they didn't look that bad, and the issues are glaring. They're right there, and the top four defenseman was never addressed. It was no big deal, and we all know Gustafson was not that answer. We all knew that. He just took a guy and put him to maybe to help the power play, I guess, and we it was all about – and I fell for it too. It was all about the line A. That was all the talk was, the trade talks and all that, and our easily our big – can you imagine if we had made that trade and traded a guy like Sanheim? And it had been down him and Niskanen right now. And Holy Meyer. shit. Yeah. Like, holy shit. I mean, that's an ugh. And that should have been the number one thing <laughs> they should have addressed, replacing Matt Niskanen and nothing else. And I, Gustafson doesn't fill any holes except for, I guess, Ghost. I don't know. But you're seeing how horribly that is. I think <laughs> they – fills Ghost's hole. They just – I mean – and then like – they kind of panicked and re-signed Braun to a two-year deal, and he looks horrific. Nobody looks good. I, I don't really. think. I I don't think there's a single player in the NHL that's slower than Justin Braun. I mean, uh, oh my god, dude! Did he age like ten years over the off season or what? <laughs> I think so, dude. It's like he's skating with cinder block shoes in a pit of sand. <laughs> it's like, like it's like how did they go from like all right we're moving on from Justin Braun a guy like Niskanen retires and they go into panic mode and give him a two year deal it's like I get you wanted a defenseman and maybe one that's familiar with your team but Jesus Christ you were about to move on from the guy and now we're it just you're seeing like what happens when you overreact and it's stupid so stupid I think both both were an overreaction Gustafson and resigning Braun. Yeah, I agree. I wish they would have went for a different – I get not wanting to get locked in in a multi-year deal with some of the things we have coming up, and you don't want to have a guy with a no-movement clause because then you're exposing one of your like young defensemen to the to Seattle. So there was there was some you know issues they had to maneuver around. But that's also why these uh, general managers make millions and millions of dollars. It's, they have to figure out this stuff. That's why they make the big bucks. You don't just give them a pass. So – I mean, it's still early, so I'm hoping he does figure something out. and hoping Vigneault figures something out. There is one glaring thing we've discussed. Until, But is he actually going to pull the trigger and change it? Or are they going to be, hey, I'm a successful coach, what I say goes? And, Jim, you kinda, I meant to talk on this before. You said uh, you play this system and, or get guys who will, where I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I've seen this in football with certain defenses. Sometimes you need to – change your defense around the or change your team your strategy around the players you have to get the best out of them because you can't control who's on the team and who you got and what have you you have a you have to uh your job is to win 
You have a responsibility to the organization, the fans, and the city to win. So you can't be stubborn like that. You're the coach. You're the genius in play here. Change your strategy and your lineup to fit the players that you have best. To me, that is the only way they can uh, fix this or right the ship. That's what I wanted to say. Right the ship right now. And I I keep coming back to it's only six games, but it's also only a 56-game season. And when everybody and their mother can point out the issues here, multiple issues, I really – even if they lose tomorrow, if I see that they change some shit up, I could at least come away with, okay, there's at least a light at the end of the tunnel. But I don't know what to expect. If they play the 2-1-2 again tomorrow and look as slow and not puck-hungry as they have looked, then I'm going to – just assume that there's a serious issue here and we're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they need, they need to do something like something needs to change. I mean, and that's what, what can you do where you don't affect your roster? You don't have to make any trades. You, that's what you do. You change the system you're rolling out because the, the holes are glaring and obvious. And maybe if you do that and there's less entry and less free roam of the team coming in and doing whatever they want with your defense, maybe the, one, you keep the score down, and two, maybe your defense gains a little more confidence. Maybe they're suddenly, as soon as they get the puck in their own zone, not icing it, hag. You know, they're not hitting their own players trying to get rid of it, Gus. Like, they're actually doing what they're supposed to be doing with it. There's actual outlet lanes for them to use and hit their players leaving the zone like there used to be last year maybe that'll happen it all starts from the top so hey anything will work at this point there's nothing you can do on defense to change that but you can change that 2-1-2 which clearly doesn't work it didn't work in the playoffs it's not working now but when you were playing a different style you were winning i mean this is elementary stuff here like come on that's how i feel just a deep sigh. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like I really, I really got nothing, you know. Like, so let me ask you guys this. So, how many more games are you going to give this team before you're like, okay, yeah, they just suck. It's not going to be the year we thought. Because I, I think before we started the season, I said, yeah, you know, if, as long as they come out six and four, seven and three through the first ten games, stay afloat, and then get their shit together from games eleven to twenty, I'd be fine. They have a lot of work to do. I think before the season, we kind of talked like I, – I think I said I'm going to give the Flyers 10 games to get their shit together. And as long as they come out like 6-4, and 7-3, and kind of put themselves in a position to make some moves within the next 10 games, that's fine. Now I'm like, you know what? I think it's going to take a little bit more. I'm not sure they're going to be able to get their shit together against the Devils and the Islanders. I'll give them 12 games. I'll give them 12 to 15 games, and if they don't have it figured out by then – the season I think is just a wash and they should, in my opinion, start looking to sell some guys if they, if they can. Well, to answer your question, how many games am I giving them? Uh, These next four are going to mean a lot to me. If they go two and two, I'll hold off, you know, and I really don't want them to be going into any overtime games and giving these teams points because this is going to be too tight and the way they're playing, they can't afford to do that. They have to beat, they have to get two wins in regulation. I'll say that much. That's what I want. These next four games, two wins in regulation. I don't care if they beat New Jersey twice and lose to the Islanders or split or whatever. Just two wins in regulation. 
if they lose, lose in overtime. Yeah. <laughs> Get something out of it. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, that's what Washington's been doing, and they're at the top of the division. You know, they, they started point. off hot, then they dropped a couple of games, but they dropped them in overtime. And that's like the series with Pitt, that's like a win they got by having both those games go to overtime. You know, they got two points there where we're getting shellacked and we're not getting anything. We're just, you know, losing more confidence and breaking sticks. So if they can do that, two regulation wins, and God forbid if they, those the losses they do have force overtime, keep it close for just morale reasons, you know. I could live with that, but if they they just go full, I can't say the R word, but you know, they just <laughs> lose it completely, you know, then I'm gonna have issues. What's that? Retard. You know how to say that, Chip. Edit that. Mm-hmm. They go full ridiculous. Then uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on gyms. I'm all about selling players, but I'm gonna be like, okay. Um, Something's got to give. Somebody needs to go. Fire Terrian or something. The guy's running the power play, which sucks. He's running the defense, which sucks. Like, what's this guy doing for us? Like, you know, shake something up at that point. Do something, you know, because you can't afford to stay idle in this 56-game season with a really good division where it just seems about everybody else is playing well but us. What do you think, Kyle? How many more games are you giving them? I'll give them five more. Okay. They got they got five more games than the if, if they like really suck in the next five games I think they're just gonna be too far behind. Yeah. I mean that's that's the dangers of a 56 game season is you you're gonna have to be pulling out five six game winning streaks and against back to backs and only division opponents that's not likely. And these are these are difficult matchups. Even against the crappy teams, because you're playing them two nights in a row or a day in between, and they get a chance to see you, they get a chance to play you, and they're not going to be the same team the second night that you face the first night. But the the big issue I'm having is the Flyers seem like they're the same goddamn team every night, mm-hmm. whereas everybody else seems to be making adjustments. The Flyers are lacking. Yeah, that's always been one thing on AV as well. His in-game adjustments, just uh, they've always been lacking, at least with the Flyers. And uh, they got a little bit – I don't want to call it quite a gauntlet because they're starting off in New Jersey. But they better start off good because they got New Jersey. Then they got back-to-back Saturday, Sunday against New York. Two days go by before they play Boston again. Oh, boy. And then they play Washington after that before they finally get some lesser talent. But, like, Jesus, man, like – this could spiral out if they don't figure some shit out. I'm telling you right now, uh, they, they yeah. need a win tomorrow. They really do. They got to get us off on the right foot here, and it's possible. But they got it. They got to do what needs to be done. They can't just keep rolling out the same stuff and just crossing their fingers and hoping that we figure it out and that TK gets on another breakaway and Elliot has another shutout. Like they actually have to play and be smart here. What's uh? What do you predict for tomorrow night? What's your score for tomorrow night? You know, to be honest, I don't really care what the score is. I'm going to count how many successful breakouts they have from <laughs> their own zone. An ice, I'm going to count icing or a turnover and breakouts. And it better be over 10 for breakouts. I, I, I want no more than five, six icings. And no more than five to six turnovers in their own zone. I care more about that than I do the goddamn score. Kyle, you want to give a score? <laughs> Kyle, want to play ball? 
uh, this is a hard one. Um, I just don't know which Flyers team is going to show up. Every ounce of me wants to pick the Flyers and wants to pick the Flyers winning in regulation. But at the same time, if we're going off of last week, me and Jack did a little score prediction. Jack had him losing 2-1, and I had him losing 5-2 in this game. Yes. So, I mean, just going off of my last prediction, 5-2 loss. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to go only gave two. two goals. I'd almost consider it a win. I'm going to go 3-2 Flyers, Giroux, Voracek, and Limblom score. How Why many not? shots do you think the Devils get on Elliott? I'm 382. Thinking, I was going to say, <laughs> I was in the 80s with my prediction. Like, it's not good. No, it is not. <laughs> it's not good. a completely different team. This is not good. No, and they're not really fun to talk about right now. It's like, you know, as much as I look forward to doing this show every week, it's like, God damn it, they're just so bad. And They make me feel like I'm walking on eggshells. The second I want to give them confidence and feel good about them, they get blown out. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay. Remember, guys, when I told you I like hockey and I like talking about it? I don't fucking know a goddamn thing because they just they look so good one week, and then the next week they come out, and they for completely forget how to play hockey. They're sissies. They have no confidence, and they have no effort. Yep. I got people saying, I thought you said Carter Hart was good. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he is. But I guess everybody has their limits with this ridiculous defense. I guess I guess it gets to you eventually. Yeah. Yep. Well, when when 26 shots are on, right, and 20 of which are like two-on-ones or yeah. high-quality scoring chances, I don't give a shit what goalie you are. That's my point, and that's why I try to explain to people on Twitter can't – Half of Twitter scoreboard watches, that's why they say that shit. But, like, when you actually watch the game and see how hung out to dry he is for, like, the first three goals, then he gives up a one he probably should have had to make it, like, 4-1, and then people jump on him for that. It's like, well, Jesus Christ, what about the other three? Where were you then? Like, my God, the goalies do give up goals sometimes. You have to, like, play better defense so that we limit the chances and limit the 58 shots or whatever Elliott faced the other night and what have you. Like, that's how teams actually work. No goalie goes in there and has a shutout every night. You know what I mean? Like, that's what kills me. I've never heard of it. Even Dominic Koshik in his prime did not have a shutout every night, and that's with two heart trophies. Like, he gave, they gave up goals. It happens, you know, and it's it blows my mind. They're so quick to blame Hart. I'm like, there are so many other issues on this team right now before I even get to Hart. Did you mean Vesna's? No, he won the heart trophy twice. Really? He has six Vesna's to his name, but he won two hearts. But yeah, Brodeur's the best. Christ. Please. That shit Buffalo team he dragged to the cup. <laughs> what? We're now not only mad at the Flyers, we're, we're, we're mad at everybody who says Brodeur's the best goalie ever. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got the records. <laughs> I'm mad at everything right now. I just, it's stupid. So am I. Like, I, I lose you... sleep over this shit. You know, like, they lost the other night, and I won money. I won money on the McGregor fight, and I still went to bed pissed off about the Flyers. If you're uh, listening and you kind of want to sound off a little bit, download the Anchor app. Feel free to call in and, uh, yeah, vent some frustration, and we'll put you on the show. It's very simple. If you need help, shoot one of us a DM, and we'll guide you through it. I think it could be fun. Because I feel like there's the going to be, 
Yeah, there's going to be a lot more shows like this, uh, I'm feeling, and we're going to need something. We're going to need something different because if if not, it's going to be the return of Angry Jim, and I'm not I'm not looking forward to that. I'm really not. I was having fun being positive. Things were going really good, but I just have a really, really bad feeling right now. So I have a dilemma on my hands here. Like, come late March, early April, I'm going to have a newborn. I'm not going to be allowed to shout in the house, and I can't just go to, like, some bars because of COVID and having a little one and all that bullshit. So they need to get their shit together so I can watch the game in peace and quiet. <laughs> yes. At that, guys, I mean, I have nothing else. I, I really have – unless I start repeating myself, I got nothing else to add we here. Kinda, we all kind of have. Yeah. So why don't we wrap this up? Jack put out a brand new show today, Monday. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, go check out Full Circle with Jack and Steve. Great episode. Covered uh, what's going on in the National Hockey League today. Make sure you check out Kyle's brand new show with Sean McMorrow. It's called The Sheriff with Sean McMorrow. You can find that on HW Radio, High and Wide Radio. Search it on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find it. What else do we have going on, guys? Anything? I think that's it. You can find all the episodes on hwhockey.net. Do us a favor. Cheer us up a little bit. Head over to manscaped.com and spend some money. Use our code HW for 20% off. You get free shipping, guys. And uh, that's it. So hopefully we come back next week. We're talking about a couple wins. Please, God, or else... (laughs) You know, Angry Jim's going to come back quicker than we thought. So we're going to sign off, and we'll talk to you guys next week.